Incoming chat. Hello, everyone, and welcome one more time to Incoming Chat, the H2H business communication podcast by LiveChat. It's a mouthful, and we're here to talk about how we communicate with our customers, with us brands, us business, as people. And for that today, we have a very fun um, subject to touch. And I invited my no good old pressure. friend. I know, right? No pressure, man. No. <laughs> Mr. Karim Hassanian, welcome to the show. I hope I said it right. I always mess it up, but... Welcome. That's part of my brand. Part of my brand is having people uh, uh, somewhat say my name close. You know, uh, it's it's Kareem Hassanin, uh, but it doesn't. You know, it really is just uh, as long as I'm in the room and you have my email correct, then there we go. Fine. That works. I'll yeah, I can see it happening in a in a late night show. Did I say it right? Did I say it right? Yeah, uh, guess, I'm, yeah, I'm trying to go. I'm trying to get to the point where I'm just Kareem, like Madonna. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, and eventually, you'll be just a symbol, like Prince. <laughs> <laughs> the well, great uh, the, to have you here, brother. Great to have you here. Um, Thank you so much for having me. It's is our pleasure, Kareem. We're going to be talking about comedy, and we're not going to make you tell jokes unless you want to. You have a good one <laughs> to tell, but otherwise, we're going to tell about how we communicate. We communicate. Um, Comedy or humor in marketing? How, how are the things? By the way, um, Karim is going to tell us a little bit more about himself and why am I asking him? Because he's not only a marketer, he's also a stand-up comedian. I've seen some of his comedy around on the internet and he's funny. But I'm not going to, we're not going to do that today. <laughs> we're just going to focus on marketing mostly. So Karim, just sure. give us a little idea of what you've been doing lately with, uh, with your uh, agency as well. For sure, for sure. Well, uh, in terms of uh, why you invited me here today, I, I'm just I, 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 I that is luck. That I'm like, uh, uh, but uh, for for me, I work at uh, I, I have a content studio here in Toronto, Ontario, so uh, in uh, in Canada, and uh, but we work with a lot of uh, brands, multinationals, and help agencies as well. Um, the reason, so Swell, basically, in a nutshell, I mean, without being too, you know, pitchy, if we're trying to stay human, you know, but like our whole thing is uh, creating content, how it, sh in our opinion, it should be for the, uh, you know, the, this next, the next century and going forward, actually, how basically all content uh, is created, except for in advertising, right? And um, I, I for in our model or in our feeling, a lot of uh, the traditional agency structures uh, were built to reflect the, uh, you know, the corporate structures that existed um, for, you know, since the Mad Men era, right? And that's like a vertically integrated kind of, you know, uh, system, which for content these days, I mean, that it worked great when media was all on mass, right? When everything was to... Uh, was going to three, you know, you, you had print, TV, and radio. And radio so yeah, that was it. So I mean, yeah, exactly. And if you could blanket those airwaves, that that got you kind of you could see growth, you could see ROI. It was easy. But nowadays, um, there is obviously many, many more platforms. I'm not speaking out of school for that. And the reality is. Um, every other piece of content that you engage with has your producers, your strategists, and your creatives all in the same room, kind of building and shaping what the uh, end result looks like. So that's really kind of how we really started to think uh, about Swell in terms of strategic consumer engagement. So not just adding 
um, more content, adding more more content noise. Yep. It's really, really honing in on you know what you guys were speaking about that that human element and how to actually translate that effectively and in the right platforms uh, for the right brand. And that starts with really having a deep, strong understanding of your of your brand. So uh, I'm not being funny yet, but you know, <laughs> there's a lot of. <laughs> I was I was waiting for the <laughs> punchline. You know, that's that's really that's really kind of the core of what we do. That stems from the fact that, you know, I was um, and still am, you know, a commercial director for uh, many years work, you know, through the uh, I had my production collective that uh, collective got absorbed into uh, the traditional agency world, worked for a few, you know, large scale uh, traditional agencies. And, you know, the thing that I found um, was that in those systems, you had your, and I kind of was coming in when social was just becoming a revenue, like a major revenue earner, right? You know, we're talking like, uh, you know, mid late 2000s, right? So uh, where, you know, you're still just getting into uh, some of these, uh, some of these new systems, Instagram and all the, this kind of thing. So for, for me, what I got tired of is I would, as a producer, and bringing so many different uh, people together to build a creative, but you had your strategy siloed over here, and they send, hey, you need to say this into the creative. So the creative is like this, and then the creative calls up a production company, right? Or 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 me. Um, uh, so, and for me, that separation really I found led to a lot of. Um, disjointed content and things that did not, uh, you know, I got tired of bringing teams together to watch a piece of content and a lot of client money run through a feed. And to me, that was, you know, it was just wasn't the most effective use. It, so, so in a way so you, were, to, you were trying to solve your own problem. It, exactly. And it's, you know, call it, I mean, you can call it uh, vanity or whatever you like, but for me, you know the, the the traditional agency structures, uh, th their incentives are, are 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 different now. It's based on, you know, awards, right? Like, and if you're a creative, your you, how you how you move up as a copywriter. I'm, I don't I don't think I'm saying anything crazy. Is that you know you're you're trying to create award winning work, and if you're a strategist or an account manager, you're trying, you're to, trying to help sell. that client. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, well, yeah, and and hopefully you're trying to help that 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 client and then you know when you get to production I, everybody in production i love working with uh production teams because they're just trying uh, why i think they're sometimes the most pure is because they have to put every single element of everything they do into their job whether you're lighting catering whatever because that's how you get more work so i wanted to bring that work ethic into um into like you know this this agency and, and content studio, so like the base of and, both worlds. Yeah, and so we kind of bridge this strange gap where we work uh, with publishers as well. So some of the biggest, you know, I, I'm not sure how much I should or shouldn't name drop, you know, but some big, uh, you know, some content publishers. So you know, I can speak about the ones that I like. I work with, you know, Screen Rant, you know, the b b large scale YouTube and social channels. Um, you know, who are kind of publishers, influencers, if you will, they come to us because uh, they have brands that are always trying to engage with their market and they know how to speak to their audience exactly and know 
you know, they are data driven. They know what like image is going to keep their audience uh, in the right, uh, keep their audience watching the whole way through. And where brands come in, a lot of the time they say, well, we want to engage with this target audience, but we're not sure uh, how our brand message translates to that to that kind of content. So we kind of help bridge the gap a lot of the time for that. And then on the, uh, you know, on the, on the client side, you know, we're, we try to make them think a little bit more like the publisher. So a lot of the time, you know, we work with clients and we'll help them build out their own, you know, it's a strange business model, but, you know, we'll, we'll help them build out their, what their in-house uh, content looks like what their brand studio looks like and help them actually develop their in-house capabilities and we come in for you know some of the higher level uh commercial content and and uh w- w- whatever it's not necessarily only visual you know copywriting whatever like we we kind of try to elevate um at whatever point they're at so we kind of augment marketing teams and we're in this strange gray zone where we're you know we're kind of content partners and uh and agency, but our our whole thing is just having that well-rounded Renaissance man kind of uh, Renaissance man or woman uh, well or done, person, well you know. <laughs> uh, right. I, th- I think you, you, uh, you mentioned talking, something. You mentioned something yeah, really sure. important in there, because um, um, when you help companies, and this is something we saw we've seen in the show before too, a lot of companies uh, or founders of companies come here and mention that one of the biggest challenges is it's to find this voice like how like well, look we know the person we're selling to but how shall we talk to them how do we right and and that's and that's why i wanted to move a little bit of the conversation to the to the to the humor of doing this right because there are many ways i mean emotion we know in marketing emotion is what it sells you buy an emotion you justify with logic it's a very cliche thing to say but it, that's how it is now how how do we help companies to figure out well, when is the right time to joke about? Like, if you have a funeral home, will you rather will you make a, a, a commercial with a joke in it? Which um, I think right. I seen I seen one not too long ago. But um, how how do you figure that out? Like, how how what what is the right tone? What is the right emotion? And how you stick it in there in your messaging? Right. So, like, yeah, like you mentioned, this is kind of this is the part and where being a comedian has actually helped me immensely throughout my. Uh, advertising career because uh, there are a lot of things that you understand as a comedian that have really helped me in um, in the copywriting space and, and you know concepting space because and, and how how swell works because for us the biggest thing as a comedian that you need to know is you need to have an understanding of your audience and understand when you need to pivot like that is that is key. You you have to gauge where your audience is and then respond to that. Otherwise, you know, there are, I, I'm not going to name names here, but there are a lot of brands that are riffing or just telling the first joke you've heard. Like think of a comedian that, you know, when you see those cringy comics and it feels, it feels inauthentic, doesn't feel like it's that person. It, you know, they're trying to do a, you know, a uh, uh, Richard Pryor, or I mean, I'm you know, or Carlin, and they just don't have the the joke writing or the, yeah, the they don't have the, the street kind of natural ability. Um, and that's not to say that that can't be helped or can't be fixed. I know a lot of comics that you know 
10 years ago, it wasn't, it, 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 you know, a lot of people, you know, they're, they're talking to empty rooms and that's a whole other, other thing, but it's really about reading the room. So there's kind of three different elements of how comedy or my comedy background has influenced my, um, my career is there's, you know, the, that comedy in your personal approach to creative, then there's comedy kind of in your personal approach, uh, to strategy. And then in your personal approach to sales. So in, in terms of sales, that's obvious, you know, it's, you wouldn't know it here, but it's easier uh, for me to speak, uh, you know, in, in, in the boardroom and, and pitch and, and tell people like this is the idea and, and tell and that storytelling element is is very uh, is very key. But then, you know, when you get you get to creative sometimes and uh, when a, sometimes when a brand is uh, is left to themselves, you know, obviously. You're, you're you're writing as a as a committee in a lot of situations and 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 let's be let's be real like uh, 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 the average c cmo lasts now what is it it's something like 24 months you know less than that uh in uh and your average c suite uh your average ceo uh, over 80% of fortune 500 ceos are over the age of 65 right so their sense of humor might not, but you, their target brand might be you know uh, like uh, twenty four to forty, you know what I mean. Yeah, so it'll be completely like, disconnected. Exactly. So when sometimes when left to their own devices in terms of how to speak on, especially on social, when they don't engage in the platforms, it's you know it's it's like I don't know, it's like Judy in accounting telling a joke, right? You know, uh, and that's not to, I'm not trying to slam Judy. Sorry, Judy. Right? Like, uh, you know, um, this isn't an actual person. But like, I'll give you an example. I used to work with a with a person who like I love like dearly. She's the sweetest, sweetest, sweetest person. But uh, sometimes when they she talked to me, I, I, I literally could, you know, there, I, I didn't have anything else to offer back. And a lot of other types of media are passive, right? A lot of the, you know, TV, print, radio are are not as uh, they're not engagement based. They're they it's it's you kind of absorbing it, right? So, but with a social platform, the person needs to be able to kind of have some sort of response. You want to elicit a response. So uh, when I used to talk to this, when I remember, like, it, I I loved who the person was she's very kind very sweet but sometimes it, you know I, i'd be like hey how are you doing uh jane let's say her name is <laughs> right how are you doing jane and she'd go oh well my horse just had babies and that's great like you know but like what am i going to say to that like i don't have any horse baby knowledge you know what i mean i can't engage with the conversation uh, at all so all you can kind of say is that's nice and move away from the water cooler like and and that's how a lot of friends you know they think if you uh if you just hey this is this is what i do people will go great but if you can't translate how that affects them and why they it means something to to them themselves i mean humans we're we're uh, if this pandemic is showing us anything, we are very focused on ourselves. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? We love ourselves, <laughs> um, right? So, um, so you just have to make sure that you're that you have an understanding of who you're speaking to, and that's that's a big core of like how we approach any any piece of content. Is you have to understand first who you are speaking to, and then you frame the conversation around that. 
Um, when you, I, we're all quite familiar, I guess, with the the hero's journey, right? Mm-hmm. In storytelling, the traditional, you know, Pixar hero's journey, you have your, you know, and you have your hero, you have the the problem, the obstacle, the villain, right? Your your antagonist that holds you back from the goals that you want to reach. And, you know, when you're trying to kind of overcome that goal, you usually find some sort of magic resource. That magic resource helps you uh, overcome the obstacle and get to your, uh, to your you know, end, end goal, right? And the thing is, most times when you're kind of going through that hero's journey with clients, uh, the first thing they'll do is think that they're the hero, right? <laughs> Which is natural. Of course. But the... But you need to position your brand as not the hero, but the uh, but the special resource. The audience is the hero, right? You're helping them on their story, right? Like on their journey. So you have to frame what the problem is. Maybe they might not even be aware of the problem, but you have to frame the problem and say, this is how you get over this problem, us, right? And that's, that's how you kind of um, really attract uh you know uh, an engagement and, and, and kind of a story and and so telling the first joke you've heard jumping into uh the room and just saying what everybody else is saying i mean that's a great way to get drowned out and i think um there's still the kind of this even though we've had you know social media for you know well over a decade and more and you know we're, you could say a couple decades depending on who you who you start with um, there's still people who see it as like crossing a threshold into the internet. You know, I still always have clients, you know, God bless them who kind of come in and, and say, look, like we're trying to move online. Yeah. Digital and, marketing. And yeah. And it's like, well, that's a giant, giant world. Like it's, it's, there's so much, there isn't just one thing online. The, the online is the biggest mass, uh, mass market that there ever has been but that has also created extreme segmentation so you have to really understand who and where the people are that you want to speak to are online and kind of speak to that um i could i, I have I've, I have one more analogy but if you have another question I'll no, no no bring it up because i really like the one with, so uh, also, with the, the here's journey so keep, keep so it i like to talk a lot about um when you when i'm talking to brands i like to say okay let's take the r out Right. So let's think about bands. Right. Think about how bands and marketing of bands and how music has changed. Right. Because a lot of people connect to music, even if they don't necessarily uh, grant because everyone's kind of in their bubble, especially when you're in a, you know, uh, it doesn't matter the size of your company. You know, that's where you go to work every day. That's the circle you're in. Those are the people that you're in. You are completely embedded in in that world. And it's important to get outside of that if you want to connect to an audience. So to me. I would say, look at how bands kind of approach music after, uh, you know, the Napster streaming Spotify revolution, right? Um, If you're a big band, if you're a giant band, if you're a giant brand, you you have a legacy, you have an image. People know who you are. They're going to listen and hear what the Rolling Stones are because they're the Rolling Stones. They're going to check out what Apple's up to because, you know, they're, it's Apple, right? Or, or, or whatever. But if you're an emerging band, you know, you're an emerging brand, there, the light went off. Light went That's off my joke. <laughs> <No>. uh, <laughs> but if you're an emerging band, 
um, you have to find your audience. That's the key first. You have to really understand what about your creative, what about your music speaks to the people that are in your audience. And you have to really play to that, right? So you're a punk band, right? I know, um, I know who I'm talking to. Uh, you're a, you know, a, you're, if you're a punk band, the next album's a hip hop album. You know, sometimes it's going to be hard to kind of drop, like keep keep the same momentum up. You know, we're not necessarily in the days anymore where you can be Paul Simon and just drop an album of just rant, like you know what I mean. So. Um, I mean, if you guys aren't familiar with the Paul Simon catalog, just go back and you'll get my reference. Uh, but like, <laughs> I, I will add the link um, somewhere in the description, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, sure, I don't know what the legalities are. Um, so, uh, yeah, so you have to. Otherwise, you're just shouting in a, a, an already full room, right? You have to figure out what makes your band different. Even bands now, they like. Bands start on Instagram a lot these days, you know, or on uh, social channels. They get it, right? So brands need to understand that they are kind of in the same ballpark. You have to really hone in on what your audience is is looking for. Build that that uh, sorry, build that like small audience, and then let that grow over time as that as friends. Or like as that starts to build, you know, and then you'll start to get the momentum going. But if you don't start with that initial audience understanding, then, yeah, then you might as well just be in the crowd listening to the bigger band and just shouting that, my, do you know about my shoes? You know, like it's just you're not going to get anywhere. Um, and that's I think that's a problem. A lot of a lot of a lot of people are speaking to themselves out there or speaking to. Uh, the other people in their in, in their in their business, right? Now, and, now that you mentioned that, because I'm I, I was thinking of what's happening with brands in general. Like, first of all, yeah, you're you're right. The digital marketing scenario or internet is huge, right? There's uh, hundreds of millions of brands and personal brands and and whatever you want to call it. They're all over. Everybody's screaming at the same time, and there is one funny joke that works on one side, and suddenly everybody's telling the same joke. I mean, it's got to go to Twitter, whatever's trending, it's trends because someone started it, right? And everybody wants to join in, everybody. Do you think that comes out of a lack of creativity on, on, on doing something? Or it's just the pressure for marketers, like, look, we need to get into this trend, otherwise we're not going to, well, if we miss it, we're going to be in deep trouble. I mean, I don't think it's a lack of creativity because I've met, you know, I, I think the best marketers that I've worked with are, you know, they're incredibly flexible and and have uh, and, and they can be creative. It's not just and, and this is something we push back hard against. It's not just copywriters or people in an agency that are that are creative. Anybody can be can have creativity. It's about how you form the creative. So like uh, it's the same again with with comedians. Um, comedians aren't the only people that can tell jokes. But what they are is people who know how to form jokes and know how to deliver them, right? So that's, you know, to me, it's it's really about helping form that, uh, what that is going to actually look like or, or translate like. Sorry, can you give me the question uh, again, just the last part of it? Um, when, when you see this, this wave of everybody repeating right. oh, the same okay. joke over and over, right? Yeah, sorry, I remember. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the idea of piling on is incredibly 
Um, you know, it, it, it's tempting. Everyone uh, trending is is a big part of every one of these uh, social media elements, but it's about telling how your story plays into that trend, why you are relevant to that trend. If you're not relevant to that trend, stay out of it. Create your own trend, you know, uh, tell your own story. Uh, you, you don't have to jump on every single bandwagon because every other brand, every other person is already on that bandwagon and already talking about it. So um, if you have a natural place to embed yourself in the conversation, do it, but do it from your own perspective and actually have a perspective from your brand. Uh, this is especially true in this last year. You know, every, every content strategy for all of my clients, you know, throughout the entire year, um, we, we build, you know, months down the road strategies. Uh, obviously, you know, in March of last year, they all just went like everything just went up in smoke, yeah. you know, those plans, they can't, you can't, you know, and every two weeks, I think we forget at the beginning how every like week, you know, was like a year. I mean, it still feels like that in, in a sense, but, but I mean, at the beginning it was, we need to talk about COVID everybody. How does, how do we approach COVID? How do we talk about it? Two weeks later, it's like, everybody's sick of this. Everybody's sick of COVID. Everybody's tired. How do we, how do we talk about selling again? You know, nat naturally, how do we talk about our brand again? Uh, naturally then two weeks after that it's uh you know uh what's our like w do we have a position on black lives matter what do we say you know and how do we seem uh authentic about it and that's i mean that's a real thing that every everybody's feeling and those kinds of movements also you know you have to have a very deft touch otherwise you are in big big trouble right if you don't if you don't show genuine empathy, if you don't show genuine, um, uh, a, a, a genuine, honest reaction from your perspective, uh, then it's just going to go either as uh, noise or even worse, it could really, really severely damage your brand. So the the key to it uh, that you know we've both been talking about is being uh, is just being human right? is just being real. Think about how, and the thing that stops, I think, uh, some of that conversation in a lot of uh, situations is because uh, not necessarily that everybody wants to be safe and, and there's so many people uh, at every table uh, saying we should approach it this way, this way, this way. You end up not actually saying anything at all or not saying anything that can, that has a discerning point. It's all just kind of, you, you know, you, it's all worn down uh, to the nub. So to me, you know, re you really have to tell the story from your, from your point of view, from the world that you're in. Every, everyone is kind of in their own bubble. And you have to, so you have to speak and understand you're in that bubble and understanding that you are in that, that space and that other people are in other spaces. So again, you know, I keep coming back to this, but your understanding of yourself. So that's, that's a big thing. Having, being able to self uh, identify, self reflect and know who you are, which that is, that's difficult in its first place. And then understanding who you're talking to, just like I'm talking to you right now. Um, I'm aware 
that I'm talking to you. And so I would talk to, like, I'm talking to Marcos, but I also know that there's, oh my God, there's people listening, right? So it's like, I'm sure uh, the tone will be different, which is just you and I, but. um. Yeah, I'm way, way less funny right now than I thought I would be initially. No, like no, no. I, 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 just, I, like, bit, I, I, I didn't I, invite no, you to tell jokes. I didn't invite you to tell the jokes. The only I, person I've ripped on is like, you know, Katie in accounting. Like, <laughs> no, no, whatever I called her. Yeah. What, the, what, the, um, what I wanted to take from what, what you just said, um, especially from the point of view of an agency or from a creative or from a marketer, um, you do this homework, right? You do the homework of, look, um, I need to understand the brand. The brand is like this, our customer is like that, and this is how these two entities would talk. But sometimes you get external forces, and I, I wanted to ask you, like as an agency, did you ever um, get sit down and say, like, well, uh, Kareem, this is our brand, we sell you know, shoes, and we want you to make something funny to sell our shoes, or something sad to sell our shoes. Yeah. Uh, do you just do you get requests like that? Just like, look, sell our shoes this way, please. I mean, all, I mean, I, I think every, every marketer, uh, gets, gets that. I mean, even further than that, you know, it's like, it's not just, I mean, a brief is going to be, yeah, we want you to sell our shoes in a, and they will try to push the direct. I mean, I, I get it as specific as we want you to sell our shoes. I, 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 you know, I don't, I don't currently actually work with a shoe brand. So if there's any out there, holler at me. <laughs> um, we, we work with a lot of CPGs in fashion, but. But no shoes yet. So, anyways, yes, but, so I'm gonna yes. stick with shoes. But we'll get like, <laughs> we get, um, you know, we want we want to have humor because that's our brand. We want you to talk about shoes, but we also want it to be uh, on an uh, Instagram video that's going to go uh, viral. We're not going to put paid behind it, and we're going to do, uh, and then we want this to somehow drive people to our website and then when they get to our website they're going to sign up for our newsletter you know what i mean they that's the problem everyone so many marketers they, they try to fit too much into every little piece of content instead of you can have 10 pieces of content for the same uh investment in a lot of situations in different in different ways that all have the same theme that can drive to very specific um, strategies. And so when we, you try to fit like to fit too many, uh, too many CTAs, too many, uh, elements into, into the creative, then your creatives are already, already in a box and they can only go so far. So to me, you know, what I tell my clients and I, I, the amount of times I've done this to the detriment of my bottom line, you know, I'll be like, I, I understand. And I would love to just do that uh, that one TV spot. Yeah. Right. Um, or like, you know, I, I have an example of like, uh, you know, a client who, uh, you know, very dead set on out of home. Right. Um, during the, and, and print during the pandemic. And we're like, well, print is, is down everywhere. Uh, so maybe you'll get more bang for your buck out of it. And then an out of home, uh, I mean, nobody's out of their home. Like, why are we driving, you know, like yeah, people so aren't why driving. Are billboards? Why are we, you know, instead you could do a much, you could take that money and push your social further, or you can take that money and do a bigger uh, TV media buy. So um, really, you know, but, but 
sometimes again from these from like people who've who've gone through 30 years of marketing it's really hard to tell them that like okay this this blanket blanket media strategies are not going to be as effective anymore you're going to burn a lot of money where instead you can really focus in that money on doing something that uh that's actually going to get you a return on investment so uh, and it's hard that's a that's a difficult that's always a difficult conversation to have i always say I'm, i spend so much i spend almost as much time probably more time um convincing convincing folks uh to to not spend their money as, as I do to get them to spend it. You know, I, I go, <laughs> I, I like to tell them like, Hey, this is, you can do, you can do you can this. Do more, yeah. And there's no, just one way anymore. And, and that is also tough marketer. Uh, you know, a CMO has a limited amount of time to really show their, uh, that their, their work is going to, you know, further the company, right. With a, with a CFO. And, and like I said, you know, they're, the average CMO is under two years, right? So they have a short window to really show that they can that they can provide growth. And a lot of the time, you know, it's a difficult conversation to kind of go in there and say, "Well, uh, you need to build a, you know, you have to do A, B, and C, and then this growth will take, you know, a certain amount of time, and then in this platform, and then you and then you start investing into this platform, and then you start like." building a whole strategy and that's why there's so many uh, in my opinion again you know there's a lot of there's a lot of one click marketing strategies out there that uh, are are more than willing to and more than you know that some of the best uh, best salespeople are marketers and so it's like you know buy buy my course buy my thing uh, and you know then uh, click on this one thing AI, magic words and all of a sudden you'll have uh you know your 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 fortune 500 company will be uh into the stratosphere but for me (laughs) it's just not it's not uh you have to invest in the work and you don't have to do all the work yourself but um somebody's gotta somebody's gotta do that work somebody has to understand who that audience is and somebody has to understand how to speak to them naturally and and if that's you know if, if that's not you Someone else is going to do it. Somebody's going to do it. Somebody is going to do it somewhere along the line, right? So that that uh, that strategy needs to be needs to be kind of first and and foremost. Other otherwise, yeah. Again, you're just you're speaking to yourself. Now uh, that's a is a very ethic approach uh, in general, right? I mean, there's a, more than ethic. It's just the right approach. That's how you should do things um, when you know what you're talking about. But at the same time, you see brands taking a different stance of like, we're just going to make a lot of noise, very loud. We're just going to do something outrageous. And let's see how it goes. Like, how, do yeah. you, how do you feel with just, especially agencies, thinking like, oh, they're paying us a million dollars, just we're just going to put a naked, fat guy on top of a building with a sign of, <laughs> oh, and, I don't know. That's the first thing that came out of my mind. I would but, advise them uh, against that. Uh, <laughs> probably. <laughs> but 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 you know what I mean? It's like they they will totally. they will do something like that. They just make a lot of noise and I mean the the brands that work um like that and 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 the, the strategy works like when you go and see Wendy's Twitter I find it hilarious the way they treat any subject in such a funny way. They will dump on uh, McDonald's or whatever with no 
bad consequences, totally the opposite. They create this voice, right? But do you think it's a do you think it's an easy escape or you should or, or it could be a strategy behind those things? Like taking uh, it no. taking it to the to the extreme level. Uh no, because I mean like so it depends how you define uh making noise. So there's so if 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 the way you see that is having uh a, an extremely uh, aggressive media buy in in one market and having this you know outlandish ad i mean that's fine but there's always going to be somebody and there's always going to be a brand that's bigger that has a bigger media buy and there's always going to be uh, if you're a brand you're not competing just with other brands anymore. It's not McDonald's versus Burger King. It's McDonald's versus Netflix versus any other piece of uh, digital content that is fighting for attention these days. So again, you have to make it organic to where people's attention are, you know, and van like chasing vanity metrics to, uh, to grow engagement. I mean, is in a lot of, in a lot of, in a lot of senses. I mean, it's, I get why it's it's tricky uh, for for a marketer because they need to be able to show something. You need to have something in a chart that you can show your CFO and say, "Look, here is a pie chart, or here is a you know here is a like a growth chart." Like, um, so it's you know if you're if you're chasing va vanity metrics, that's fine. But that and if you're paying uh, for for views, great. But w does that mean that the that those people will convert right are is that going to actually get you uh the growth engagement and have people kind of coming back and understand there's a lot of there's a lot of times like i've done uh a lot of videos um with with clients that have been and again this goes back to what i was saying about award-winning campaigns i've done i've worked on some great really, really powerful, really um, effective campaigns and been very blessed to do so. But uh, I've definitely also watched uh, that after that campaign goes, that, it's, that campaign is over, you know? And then that brand, nobody, nobody like it didn't really translate down the line. It was, a you know, um, going back to my story about uh, brands, there's a lot of one-hit wonders, you know, or, and bands, right? There's a lot of people who can who can do one thing big and that, and and that's great. But what does that what benefit does that give you in term from a sales strategy over time? You know, you want to have ongoing engagement and ongoing. You want to be top of mind, and I mean, every marketer has been trying to be top of mind of a consumer for you know the longevity of that consumer's life. So to do that, you have to actually build some sort of rapport with that with that consumer. So. It's, uh, I mean, there's still, there's, the thing is there's a, there's hundreds of ways to do any specific like piece. There's not just one way and, you know, the, and, and being up to date and, and, and on top of what platforms are doing is a huge, huge part of that these days. And, you know, your average your average marketer just it, it's uh, when you're inside embedded in a company you know you have so many things that you got to deal with first right before like the, that you're dealing with your internal politics you're dealing with you know you might have one you mo most you know large-scale brands these days have you know uh, one agency that's 
and that does your print that's trying to also get your digital and one that's doing your digital that's also trying to get your you know tv buys and one that does your so like so you have a million people telling you different giving you different directions trying to say different things that are going to increase your revenue um so it's really it's it's hard for them to understand who to listen to and what that and how to actually quantify that return on investment right like there's you know there's your roi and then also to quantify your return on engagement that's not something yet you get immediately that's very true that's very true. And one, uh, if you have to, because uh, we're gonna have to wrap up uh, because our cameras are getting hot. <laughs> right. <laughs> but if we if we have to give an advice to this small startup right here that they get a big investment and the venture capital say um, you need to spend one million dollars in marketing, and they call you, so Kareem, we need help. What what shall mm-hmm. we do? Where shall we put our money? Like what what will be the best? Or, or, or what you what you think it will be the best for them to do? Well, I know it's I not mean, a lot of money, to be honest. I mean, right now, marketing. Jesus. Yeah. Oh, I mean, uh, sure. I mean, but a million dollars can do a lot, right? And and if, you know, and every any any uh, agency, there's a lot of people out there that'll be like, a million dollars? Yes, give me a million dollars, and your I'll use company it. will be awesome. <laughs> it will be amazing. We'll spend right? it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, that's a that's a really good question and a really interesting question and you know I'm going to again not really give you an answer so <laughs> I'm <laughs> going to say uh, so you're the 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 first thing I always say or always do is like you have to have some sort of consumer analysis right first and foremost know who you are talking to I've said it a hundred times during this podcast um, you have to so I would really get a, a a strong handle on on that, and there's a million different ways uh, you can do that. I mean, we're you know we've worked with uh, alcohol brands, and you know it's, we've gotten to the point where uh, I'm standing with a clipboard inside of uh, a liquor store, going, "Okay, why are they buying that specific vodka?" you know, as opposed to the other one until they kick me out of the store, Uh, (laughs) which is fine because, you know, at at least I uh, was able to grab some bottles on the way out. So, um, you know, so that consumer analysis, I think, has to be has to has to really be first, then understanding kind of where those people are. And then when you're there, it's about speaking to them in a way that's natural for who you who you are. Right, so I, I know I'm kind of repeating, uh, but I think these things have to be have to be uh, top of mind. Um, you're always, again, going back to comedy. You're always trying. You're, you're not just. It's not just a, a comedian who's funny, and then the audience shows up. As a comedian, you're actually always trying to get in front of the right audience. Right, you 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 do your kind of analysis on what clubs and what yeah, places exactly. are the best ones, and you're trying to audition for those ones. You know, you, it's it's great to do well uh, at you know uh, Jimmy G's bar, but you want to get you know that like the 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 audiences that are there to laugh are at comedy clubs, so you're always auditioning for clubs and for you know fig- so it's kind of the it's kind of the same thing with um, 
with brands. You know, you, you kind of want to start where, um, you know, a receptive audience for you would be. Then you kind of use use those uh, and you use that as your playground. You're testing, right? You're testing your messaging, right? As you're a comic, right? You're, you're saying, okay. And you're always, you're always kind of writing along, along the way and honing your message, right? So as a comedian, you, you start out and you write a joke and, and that joke has a lot of fat on it always, right? And the only way you, it's like writing a song, but you can only write it by playing it and performing it in front of people. So you are, so you go and you perform that bit and you see, okay, this worked, this didn't. Let's chop some of that fat and we'll do it again. Then you do it again and then you do it again until that joke is like, is just humming. It's just perfect, right? And you've got it like exactly kind of honed down to where you want it. That's when you go to the big, that's when you go to the big uh, media buy. That's when you go to the big uh, audience. That's when you go to, okay, this this message is so perfected and this joke is so hot. I know it's going to kill. It's going to work. And yeah. then, yeah, and, and, and I think, you know, a lot more brands should kind of start to, uh, and, and will, and, and have. And uh, I mean, I, I also, I'm, I feel like I've been, uh, you know, kind of speaking negatively uh, in general, but uh, I mean, I, I'm very lucky with a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of the brands that I tend to attract as well and work with, they're looking to, to, to change their messaging up. They're looking to build a, a smarter, stronger uh, strategy. And, and, and they realize that they're getting less and less return on the play, the things that they have done before. And that their, that their TV spot just being put on Instagram or being put on Facebook, isn't whatever, isn't, isn't doing anything for them anymore. Right. So that's, that's where, so I, I tend to get a lot of brands that already, understand that and so uh so that i mean that 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 helps having having that awareness helps but that awareness is is still quite you know it's hard to come by that's true Um, that's true so i i think i think i would i would love to resume that that last um the last bit that we were talking on like you need to absolutely know who are you talking to who are you selling to but you also need to know who you are and what kind of brand you become so you can figure out and cut the fat out of what you want to say in order to get the other side to receive it yeah. well and um i mean just to to sort of close the the, the today's episode this is i love the way that we went through we're going to have a light chat into a very deep masterclass of marketing and 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 even though we talk about things that maybe they're very common uh they need to be said over and over because if people don't get it right, like stop spending your money on random stuff because it's not about how much you spend. It's about what do you really end up passing through the other side? Like what is that little message or that little joke or whatever is it that you want to say that is clean enough to reach the other side with um, properly with the right delivery, which I think it definitely connects with the, with what you were saying about comedy. Kareem, um, we, we could be talking about this for hours for for sure I, I feel like i haven't talked about anything yet <laughs> i know no like <laughs> literally nothing on my list but but i am but i i'm so grateful uh to have had this conversation i've been fleshing it out i, I hope it hasn't been like I, I don't know how it's been on on your side but like i, I feel like 
and I think it's important for marketers in general. I feel like I've been still figuring this out kind of as uh, as we go. And I think that's, that's important. That's, yeah, that's you true. You always have to be pivoting. You always have to be shifting and you always have to try and be ahead of where the, I mean, that's why I called my company Swell because I always felt like we're, j- I've always been just kind of just ahead of where the the wave is going to be. And once yeah. the wave gets there, you're, you're overcome. But you're but also you flexible. Always, you have to be flexible. Exactly. You have to. Yeah. <laughs> if you've ever seen a surfer, they are fit. They are fit. <laughs> I've seen you some know? of those. I've seen some of those. Brother, thank you so much for uh, for joining us today. Um, thank you, everybody at home for watching. I hope uh, you learned something today. And if you did, make sure you like this video and subscribe to our channel, which um, we're celebrating with you today because we're recording this today, the day that we reach a thousand subscribers. Actually, we I'm pass. Not, I know. We passed a thousand subscribers already uh, on our channel, so we're happy that we're delivering. Thank you very much, what, sir. What an anticlimactic uh, way to do, uh, <laughs> celebrate! No, other way, other I'm just kidding. Con- congratulations! Uh, I, you know, there's a lot, a lot of value out of uh, the work uh, that live chat and success, uh, you know, that success live chat's uh, doing. Um, so thank you, know, thank you, thank you so much for. For uh, letting me even be, you know, in in uh, uh, you know a part of this and and uh, and and sharing sharing some of my random philosophies across my random different multiple careers that I've had. <laughs> so, uh, it's no, been, but th- it's, thank it's, you, it's, bro, it's thank you for joining because for sure it was uh, it was a it was a masterclass. Can we charge for this? Is that sorry? That too late. Mean? All right. Thank you very much for everybody for. <laughs> Thank you, brother. And thank you, everybody, for watching. Cheers. Thank you very much. Good luck out there. Incoming chat.